close me up on what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Calm down, Greg, it's soccer. It's soccer. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. Welcome back to Plus Money, presented by the Ghost Bowl Podcast, your weekly home for all the best soccer bets out there. I'm Andrew Pissarro, and every week I'll be giving out some of my favorite plays from across the Premier League and the world of soccer. Throughout the season, I'll be joined by some close personal friends who are just as big degenerates as the rest of us as we continue on this endless hunt for winners. We'll always give you picks from the biggest game in the Premier League with our game of the week, but after that, we're like Little Rome just about anywhere. Arsenal really did us dirty on the last pod last week with uh, a two-pick swing that left us three for eight. This week, there's three big derbies around Europe, and we'll focus on the one in Manchester as I welcome in my favorite Manchester City fan, Philadelphia's favorite son. You can find him on Twitter at AlexMets underscore the one and only Alex Metz. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. You had to sigh when you said favorite Manchester City fan, didn't you? Uh, no, I mean, here's the thing. There's really only one Manchester City fan who I like actually dislike the rest like the people who are trying to make this like big Liverpool Manchester City fan like rivalry thing mm-hmm. like I, those guys can kick rocks. But like I can sit and talk actual soccer with you and talk Premier League and it's not like this. Oh, Liverpool City, Liverpool. It's like an actual conversation I enjoy. And, and you know, credit to me for saying this. I actually enjoy watching City play football. Like I would much yeah. rather them win the title than United or Chelsea because sure. you guys actually have this engaging, fun style of soccer that it's like because my and I, I you know that I'm like this too. I'm always the person to try to get people who aren't watching to watch. Same. And yeah, absolutely. You can put on a city game every single time and it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. So see, I, I agree with you there, but it, it worries me because I feel like if you're not a soccer fan or you're not a football fan and I tell you to turn into a city game and you see what the city does and you're like, oh, wow, this is great. I could watch this. this you know, and then you turn on like any other random Premier League game. You're probably not going to see that same style, you know, so it's it's kind of like six in one hand, half a dozen of the other, you know. Yeah, it's it's I I'm I agree with you. They are they are a little bit of the exception to the rule and Liverpool were like that last year. So it is, you know, well, before we get started, I have to ask you this. So uh, you say that there is no you know, you're not big into playing into this big Liverpool city rivalry. And I kind of agree with you. It's like, you know, the, the matches are usually entertaining. They draw big numbers, you know, two top teams over the last couple of years in, in city and Liverpool. Um do you feel like the rivalry is just not there because it's too recent and there's not enough history behind it? Or do you just feel like the fan base is butt heads too much that there's, it's, there's not enough um, positive like discourse behind it. I think the rivalry is there, but it's like a temporary rivalry, right? right? Like, like just because like, we're both it, good, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like if, if, you know, if we really do fall apart and, and, you know, Klopp leaves and Sala leaves and we go back to what we were in, you know, for the last 30 years, there won't be as much of a rivalry, right. And, you know, a Manchester city Liverpool game on, you know, prior to Klopp happening wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it is, it is a rivalry in the terms of like, these are two elite teams in Europe. I, and then we haven't met in a cup final well, we met in that one league cup final, but we haven't met in like an FA cup final. We haven't sure. met in a champions league final, right? There, there hasn't been enough, you know, moments. And, and like I said, like, I don't mind watching joy, watching them like, really the person on the team. I don't like is Raheem Sterling. And I've even kind of, you know, come around and said like, look, he's gotten way better than he probably would have under us. Like I, and I, you know, I'm man enough to admit that. So, sure. um, it's, 
it's just a different it's a different rivalry like the the one with manchester united is is you know it goes back decades eons and the one with everton it's always going to be a crosstown rivalry yeah like city is never going to be the biggest rivalry but you know the, there comes times where you know we weren't historically rivals with chelsea like sure. yeah. they got so that's that's we, the way we, i feel about it same with us we haven't ever historically been uh rivalries with with tottenham either we but those matches over the last like three four or five years have just kept like inching closer and closer and closer to being like an actual uh, an actual tangible rivalry between two, two big clubs. Um, it's better. It, you know, it, it's not so much like the, I always think that um, city fans think more of the United rivalry, which we're going to talk about here in a yeah. little bit, uh, which of yeah. course is, is, is a big one, but United fans, they always try to play this off. Like, Oh, Liverpool's our biggest rival. City's not our biggest rival. You're just, you know, the noisy neighbors have come along in the last 10 years, but like city fans don't look at it that way. They live and die by that match every single week or, or every single time that it comes up on the fixture list. So I'm excited to talk about that one with you today, even though uh, it's a little bit dicey picking this one. I, this was probably, even though this was the match I was most excited to talk with you about, it was probably the toughest to pick out of the, out of the ones that I picked for this week. I always have our game of the week as our third pick, so we'll we'll save it. But I am okay. so bad at picking Manchester City fans. Like I have City <laughs> fans tweet me like, "You just hate betting on City." It's like, no, I can't tell if you guys are gonna skull fuck a team or you're gonna grind out a one 0 win. And like every time, like you guys will grind out a win every time. It's like, oh, City's gonna absolutely batter this team, take the over one yeah. 0 and it's Dude. like it's. I'm just bad at it. It's not that I have a bias. I if if I knew how to bet them every week, I would bet them every I week. I understand. And that was honestly, we'll get to it, but that was one of the issues I had in picking this game this week. So, anyways, we'll 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 get to that. But uh that that one is uh it's always fun with the Manchester Derby. It always has some juice behind it. Um, especially coming off of the one earlier this this season, which was a nil-nil draw. I'm hoping we see some excitement this weekend. So uh I'm I'm looking forward to that one for sure. I'll tell you what I'm betting on some excitement. I'll, I'll tease that for later, but my first pick is Southampton plus one Oh five. They're taking on Sheffield United who are in last place. I know Sheffield got a win in the midweek, but I think they're well and truly dead. And um, Southampton have won all three times that they've played in the Premier League. Southampton have been a little bit down for the count of late losing on Monday night football to Everton. I feel like they finally get one and turn it around against Sheffield. There's, it's not really like if you get a team against uh, against Sheffield at plus money, I'm always going to tell you to take it. So Southampton plus 105 is my first. All right. My first pick, same game, but I'm going Sheffield United plus 260. So hear me out here. Last in the table, Sheffield United, nine points below the relegation zone, but a great chance here to build on that 1-0 victory against Astonville on Wednesday. Southampton has owned this fixture recently, winning their last two meetings, but they are in dreadful form with no wins since January 4th right now against that win that they had against Liverpool. Uh, so I'm going Sheffield United plus 260 here, and I'm even going to give you a bonus pick on this one. David McGoldrick, Sheffield United, anytime goal scorer, plus 230. He leads the Blades with six goals this season and is looking to score in consecutive PL matches for the first time ever on Saturday. I think he does it against a poor, injury-ravaged Southampton side. All righty, so we're, we're literally on the opposite end of that one. So, Total you know, opposite hopefully end on we that give one. Her, 
Hopefully we're giving a winner. Out. That's really all I want. As long as one of us wins, that's really all that matters. Um, my next one, uh, doing research on this, going back to the last 10 times these teams have played in all competitions, this pick has hit nine of those 10 times, and that's under two and a half goals in Tottenham Crystal Palace. That's at plus Ooh. 102. It's still slightly there. We saw Tottenham get a, a, a big win against Fulham. I mean, every win for Tottenham right now is a big win because they've been in just as bad form as Liverpool, frankly. And Tottenham getting a big win against Burnley over the weekend, 4-0. So Tottenham kind of come in on decent form. I feel like they beat Palace 1 or 2-0. Palace still not really 100%, especially not without Wilfred Zaha. They got a 0-0 draw with Manchester United in the midweek. So uh, I like Tottenham to win this game, but I do like the under 2.5 as well. I think that's a great pick. I stayed far away from that game because there was not a whole lot of plus money going around in that one because it's all not. it's all leaning towards Tottenham. Quite frankly, Crystal Palace can't fucking score a goal. So no, I don't I, I I love your pick of the under there. So uh that's that's a great, great pick by you. I hate picking unders, but like sometimes you have to do it. You know what I mean? It's it's like it, I, there are games that I pick the under and I just don't watch the game because it's like I rooting for an under in soccer feels like it should be illegal. Uh, I agree because you're basically betting against your own enjoyment of watching. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Like I will probably not watch this game, but I like, this right. is the pick that I've had. Second pick for me. Uh, I'm going to go over to turf more uh, Burnley hosting Arsenal. Um, I know you mentioned earlier, Arsenal kind of gave you a bad result last week on the pod. Uh, I hate to do it to you, but I'm going back to Arsenal. I'm going result in both to score. Plus 260 for Arsenal here. Arsenal are coming off a 3-1 win at the King Power Stadium against a depleted third-place Leicester City. Burnley only has one win against Arsenal in their last 13 Premier League fixtures, which happened to come back in December. But I think they'll at least get a goal here against Arsenal as they haven't been able to keep a clean clean sheet since a January 30th 0-0 draw at the Emirates against Man United. Bonus pick for me here, Aubameyang plus 105 to score is free money to me. Score anytime. He has seven goals against Burnley in his career, and that is the most against any other Premier League team for Aubameyang. So, boom, Aubameyang plus one hundred five anytime goal scorer. Take that one. I liked I liked the Aubameyang pick. That's that seems like it's good value. All right, uh, our game of the week is the Manchester Derby. Uh, this should be look. This should be relatively good. Manchester City are on, uh, as we've been referring to it on the made pod, an absolute death march to the final. They're just going to <laughs> batter everyone that, they're, that gets in their way. This one is going to be at the Etihad. Um, you mentioned earlier in the podcast already that the first matchup between these teams in the Premier League was a nil-nil draw, but I see goals in this one. Manchester City's, oh, yes. Manchester United's back line has, I mean, they kept a clean sheet this past week, but they've been suspect at times. They rested David Zahe in the midweek, but I'm going to take Manchester City and over two and a half goals in the game. That's the WDW prop. Um, and that's at plus 115. Ooh. And I think Manchester City can get all three of those goals for me on their own, which is why I'm going to take Manchester City to keep a clean sheet at plus 124. I Ederson like. has more clean sheets than goals allowed this year. And um, uh, look, Manchester United without Paul Pogba has been an absolute nightmare. We know Bruno Fernandez doesn't show up in big games. He has one goal against the top six, and I'm pretty sure it came against Liverpool in the FA Cup, which mm. with our form, I don't think we count that. So, um, yes, you count it. <laughs> I, we're, we're, I'm double dipping on City here, but I love City to win the game. I love more than two and a half goals. So those are my picks. Yeah, interesting. So uh, I, I love the I definitely I so I'll, I'll say it this much. I was a little bit on the fence about City to win this game only because you know, the, the streak is there. 
The streaks are always meant to be broken. What better way to break a, a consecutive win streak of 21 games than, than against a, a crosstown rival? Um, so I was a little skeptical on picking this one. Um, I had a draw result and both to score as my first pick. However, in doing a little more research this afternoon, uh, some news came down that David De Gea will not start this game for Manchester United. Uh, he is going to miss the rest of the month with uh, a personal matter, as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said. So uh, he is out, which means Dean Henderson will take his place. And once I heard that news, goals, goals, <laughs> give me goals. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take the over in this one, over three, three and a half goals at plus 184. And give me a bonus pick of Kevin De Bruyne, a plus 165 anytime goal scorer. He hasn't scored since January. He's looking a lot better out there, a lot more comfortable since he's come back from his injury. Uh, so I like De Bruyne to score one of those three and a half over goals. Uh, in this derby on Sunday. I like that. I like that the Kevin De Bruyne, he sounds due. And this is the type of game I think he scores into. Um, my last pick, I'm going to leave England and head to the continent. Uh, there's another big derby. There's two big derbies going on in, in Europe right now. You've got the Bundesliga, uh, Bayern Munich taking on Dortmund. And you also have Atletico Madrid taking on Real Madrid and I'm going to go to Atletico Madrid because Real Madrid are super injured. Like I looked at their last lineup and it was just, they were guys that I'd barely heard of playing for, for Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid are trying to win their first title since like, I think 2014 when they right around the same time when they were in the champions league final with Diego Costa the last time. So I'm taking Atletico straight up plus money plus 165 uh, Real Madrid's plus money. The draws plus money. I don't even know if I have been to watch this game, but I'm taking no. Atletico to win. Um, I'm kind of bullish on Atleti. They have Luis Suarez. I feel like this is the type of moment where he shines. So I'm going with Atletico Madrid plus 165. Love Atletico in that match. Absolutely love. And especially at plus 165. And wait, you said the draw and Real are plus money also? Mm-hmm. Real are super injured. Like I, ca- I cannot begin to tell you how many players are injured for Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid are plus 180 and the draws at plus 220. Whew. Yeah. Damn. I don't know how you don't pick it at Letico. That's a great pick by you. I love that. And they're at home. They're at the Wanda. That's great. That's awesome. I would not watch a second of that match, but that's a great pick. I mean, here's, (laughs) here's why, here's why Um, Real Madrid has won like the last three fixtures that they've, they've matched up. So it's been, I'm going back. It's going back until the UEFA Super Cup in 2018 that Atletico Madrid has won this this fixture. Yeah. So statistically, they're due. Sure. That's the way we're looking at it. Absolutely. I, lo- I love due. Uh, I want to go back to something I wanted to make sure that I mentioned from that uh, Man City-Man United match coming up this weekend. Uh, City has not lost consecutive home lead ma- league matches to Manchester United since April of 2010. So if you're looking at potentially losing after a nil-nil draw to United with the way that this team is playing right now. I just don't see it happening. I don't see how Manchester United win. Like I watched, I had that crystal palace game on. I don't see how they are creating enough to get through your midfield. Number one and number two, your defense. Like I've said it on pod. Ruben Diaz should be in the contention for player of the year. Absolutely. And that's why, and that's why I picked the over three and a half goals because I think city is going to score a few times here, but you always have that chance of that sneaky Bruno penalty kick, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. you know that we've talked about all season long. Well, so <laughs> all, all, all the Manchester United fans are mad at Jurgen Klopp because he like made a comment after our game against Southampton. He was like, if we were Manchester United, we would have gotten that penalty call in this game. And then since then they've only gotten one penalty. So they're like, since Jurgen Klopp cried, we haven't gotten any penalties. <laughs> I'm like, 
do you really think that the refs are paying that much attention to Jurgen Klopp? Like, no, for they're, not. You're, they're not. They're not. Uh, what's your last pick of the day? All right. I swear to God, Andrew, I did not do this to piss you off, but I actually think that this pick after what we saw today, uh, you know, recording this on Thursday, I actually think this pick, you're not going to have to put up a lot of money to make this pick and you can win a lot. If you do make this, this pick, I'm going to Anfield and I am taking right foam to win plus 800. It was at 850 plus 850 before Liverpool lost. When Liverpool lost to Chelsea this afternoon, it went, it, it, the, the line knocked down to plus 800. But hear me out here before you, before you tell me what you think. There are absolutely no shortage of reasons why you shouldn't do this. Liverpool have lost only one of their 23 top flight home matches against Fulham in their history. Klopp has never lost a home Premier League match against a newly promoted side. But as you know, Liverpool is in absolute free fall right now, currently sitting at seventh. They've lost five in a row at Anfield. Fulham haven't lost in seven matches away from Craven Cottage. That's their longest streak in the top flight history. Two wins and two draws in their last five games. And they looked pretty damn good against Spurs on Thursday, even though they lost. So you don't need to bet a lot to win here. I'm, I'm picking Fulham to beat the champions at Anfield on Sunday, plus 800. I will give you better odds. Well, not better odds, but um, better safety net. Go ahead. Fulham and the draw, the double chance is at mm. plus 230. Which is like not as fun, but not as fun. Definitely not as fun. But a better pick for sure. But but a safer pick. Um, I'm hoping Klopp is going to rotate massively. Like I I think Roberto Firmino could get dropped. I think Diego Jota could start. I'm hoping that he actually starts two center backs. I I think before you put the bet in on this pick, because Fulham are still going to be massive underdogs for this game, no matter what going into this game. Check the lineup because if Klopp does rotate heavily. I think maybe there's a chance Liverpool can actually do what they're supposed to do at home, but Fulham drew Liverpool and gave them a tough time mm-hmm. in the reverse fixture in December. So I understand, like I stayed away from this game. I, I still have four more picks that I'll give out on my, my videos, but I stayed away from this game because frankly, like I can't, I can't handicap this and stay, stay partial. You know what I mean? Like I cannot sure. give out a biased opinion. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, look, I mean, Navi Kate didn't play today, but he's apparently ready to go. Maybe he plays, maybe Jota starts, maybe Roberto Firmino doesn't play. Maybe they give Tiago the day off. I don't, there's, there's so many, they're like, they're for the first time in months, Klopp actually has some depth, but frankly, he pulled Mohamed Salah when we were down a goal in the 60th minute because he wasn't tracking back. So I'm not going to, I'm not ready to say that Klopp has lost the team. Not, but I'm he's definitely in this in this thing now where he's going to, have this, to punish players for not doing what they need to because the, the the results aren't there to back up them just being automatic starts or automatic you know 90 minutes right plus, you know we're in this weird funk I mean I can like look between the injuries to Van Dyke Matip Gomez and now Henderson we've had two parents of players and coaches die between Klopp's mother and Allison's father passing away a week and a half ago. Like you had Diego Jota miss a long period of time. You had uh, you had James Milner miss a lot of time. You had Trent miss a lot of time. Like you had Allison being in and out of the lineup. They've started 18 different center back combos. Like I don't know what voodoo is is on this team right now, but it is um, it like I don't enjoy watching Liverpool for the first time since I became a fan in the like it, I started watching them about 10 years ago in 2011, 2012. This is the first time I've not enjoyed watching them, which like truly watching them, which is like, 
It's a it, look. I mean, Arsenal's been pretty unwatchable. United was under Mourinho, and and Van Hal was unwatchable. So uh, we've all been there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm almost. I think it's different. Where- I think it's different. Like with those teams, they needed like vast like resets. They needed new managers. They needed new player. They needed to buy new players. I mean, Liverpool has a good uh, foundation, as you know. I mean, you guys won the Premier League by like two miles last year. Yeah, but I think you're coming into a season now where you're just you know, the title defense is not there and you're going through some growing pains. I don't know what the reasoning behind it is, but you know, they always say, you know, defending the title is probably one of the hardest things <laughs> to actually do in the premier league. And Liverpool is living through that right now. I think part of it, I mean, look back at what happened in city last year. I mean, we went toe to toe for what three straight seasons or two yeah. straight seasons. And I think, you know, there was a period where city kind of fell off and that was, you know, year th- that was their third year of like trying to go, full tilt and sure you know you just and that was after pass. pep's first year where he struggled a little. yeah i mean he still had a top four finish but like right. it wasn't what they were thinking right absolutely I, i'm i'm i will say my one hope for top four lies in leicester collapsing and i think that could which be they're on well the on their way to doing because they're so, so injured they're so it, injured right now right if Leicester well and what if Leicester really do well and truly collapse and we and Diego Jota comes on and starts firing us, there's a chance. But West Ham have still been good. Everton are rolling right now. I'm not worried about Arsenal, but maybe Tottenham. Maybe they. Some. I, I still think Tottenham. If they're they're way to the Champions League, is Europa League. So yeah, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, Alex, thank you so much for making some time and uh, dude, anytime. Pod. I, I will say if uh, you like do really well, you're going to have to come on sooner rather than later. Sure. I have a long, I have a, I had a long list of people who I wanted to be a part of this pod and you were near the top. So uh, thank you for making some time. Follow uh, Alex on Twitter at uh, Alex Metz underscore. Yes. And, follow, follow me on Twitter. Don't look for me on Instagram. Leave me alone. I don't want your follows, but I'm, I'll put all my <laughs> nonsense on. Uh, I'll put all my nonsense on Twitter. And if I am absolutely terrible, you never have to have me on again. So that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks. Thank, uh, thank you so. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, let's get some wins. Show me the money.